0: Hey everyone, it's Corbin. Um, Before today's episode started, I just wanted to record a quick audio. Um, This episode was originally recorded back at the beginning of December, but due to some stuff going on in our personal lives and the holidays, the editing and publishing of this episode was just postponed and we didn't record any new episodes. But now that things are starting to settle back down and get calm again, we're ready and excited to record new, new podcasts for this year. This episode is coming out on Saturday, and there will be a new episode posted on Sunday the 23rd, and then from there, we'll go back to our bi-weekly schedule, so expect new episodes every two weeks starting this Sunday. Again, this episode was recorded right around the beginning of December, so a lot of the topics that we talk about are outdated, and that's why we haven't uploaded anything in a while. So, sorry for the wait on new episodes. We're excited to see what 2022 holds, and glad to be back. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sundays for the Boys podcast. I'm your host, Corbin. Joined today... By my co-host, Taylor.
1: I'm your real daddy.
0: <laughs> it's good to see you. It's been like a month since we last recorded.
1: Yeah, it has been. Um, I hope the episode with Leif went really well. It was a pleasure oh, it was having a, him
0: on. It was a lot of fun to edit. I wish I could have been there because there's a lot of stuff Leif and I, I didn't realize had in common that I wanted to talk to him about.
1: He's a super cool dude. I'm surprised yeah, we I, haven't hung out with him before.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've met him. Or if I have, it was in passing.
1: He and I didn't mm-hmm. really hang out a whole lot until I started dating Samantha, um, but we were in uh, Find Me Alpha together, so, like, I knew of him, so you probably ran into him when I was dating um, that fucking bag. Um, yeah.
0: Probably at one of those house parties where I got way too drunk way too fast. I
1: think he was at the Sriracha house party.
0: Ooh, that was a, that's a fun memory that I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that might be a story for another episode. We oh, we're, we're going to have to get into that at some point cuz yeah. it's it's a good story. Do you remember the the chick that you were flirting with? No. Oh. The only thing oh, I remember oh, from boy. that night is I remember throwing up. I remember like I remember us pregaming at your house, going to a couple of houses next door mm-hmm. and then uh, you disappear. I sit down next to some tuba players, and I know they were tuba players, because they were like six six gingers with beards down to their nipples, and like yep. 400 pounds, white as a brick house. One was
1: Terrence, I think. I don't remember. Um, he was a weird dude. All of the Sousas in Marching Mizzou were weird. Um, but I didn't disappear. I went to the bathroom. I said, stay right here, and I'll be right back. And there was a little bit of a line, so I had to wait for a minute, and then I... Uh, I I fucking uh, what's what's the phrase?
0: We gonna tell the story?
1: I I cracked <laughs> the seal and then mm. uh, came back and you were just gone. So then I spent like a good chunk of time looking for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess we should just tell the story already. Okay. Yeah. So well, uh, I look for Corbin. Tell it from your perspective.
1: Yeah, I look for Corbin for like I don't know how long because I was pretty fucking drunk. But, um, I I looked for him for a while, like a a concerning amount of time. And then all of a sudden I find him and you're like half deep into a bottle of sriracha vodka.
0: Apparently it was good. I can't tell you. (laughs) Apparently. Um, but
1: yeah, it was like 30 minutes after I found you that you were like, I'm not feeling so good. Yeah, because we were in another
0: person's house and I went to the sink because all the houses were arranged the same. And I went to the sink. And I'm staring at myself in the mirror. And I, I remember hearing some dude's voice. He's like, you better not fucking throw up in my sink. You better not throw up in my fucking sink. Did you throw like, up I in just remember sink? that. No, I was just like shaking, like just spinning around, looking at this mirror. And you, we went back to your place. And then I remember You didn't a make fire it ho- to our place. Oh, we didn't?
1: No, you made it to the front lawn.
0: Ooh. And then you started throwing up. Um,
1: but let's take it back a little bit.
0: Okay, we'll take it back. You
1: you don't remember this part, but um, we were hanging out with Elisa because she and I had just recently started dating. And then one of her friends, or two of her friends, actually, um, one was named Rachel, who was odd, and I didn't really care for. Her. And then one was Olivia. She was cool. And you were into her. And you I were laying it on fucking thick, bro. <laughs> oh, God damn You it. were trying to get in them <laughs> pants. And, like, she was flattered by the attention. But, like, there was no way.
0: Um, oh, yeah, no way. I was a scrawny little 16-year-old kid. I was a baby. I guess we're
1: announcing that we were underage drinking on this podcast. <laughs> all right. We were
0: at Mizzou, okay? yeah. All there is there is underage drinking.
1: Yeah, I think I was 20 at the time.
0: Maybe I was 17. No, 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 you were 16, so I would have been 19,
1: about to turn 20. Um, but yeah, you started throwing up on the front lawn after, like, trying to get with Olivia all night. And she comes over and starts rubbing your back and you go, Ugh, thank you. <laughs> and God then like damn it. I'm like, okay, Corbin, let's go home. Let's get you some water. Let you throw up some more. And dude, you were a fucking faucet for about an
0: hour. I, yeah. I remember that just because like I like the night is just like little bit of little bit of memories, then blank. Little bit of memories, blank. And I remember this memory because I'm sitting there and like normally when you throw up, there's like the pain and like the like your muscles contracting dude this I, I literally is just wonderful yeah, just i just <sighs> opened up my mouth and it it just came out naturally yeah
1: i i hate throwing up when i'm drunk but like i would rather throw up because i'm drunk than for any other reason you literally just open your mouth and say all right body do your thing
0: tell you what the smell of porcelain gets me to throw up immediately it's like yeah. th- that uh Pavlov's dog situation. I smell porcelain. My body's like, okay, we know what time it is.
1: (laughs) I don't do that. But like when I'm drunk, especially sometimes when I'm sick, if I know I need to throw up, but my body just isn't doing it yet, I'll sit there and be like, Taylor, you little fucking bitch, you're going to puke right now. And then like, (laughs) as soon as I think that, my body's just like, oh, I guess we're doing this shit. Man, we've, we've really gone down a really like, gnarly path with our topics on this episode. The first three were dominated by shit. Now we're, now we're talking about puke.
0: I, I'm going to make sure that we talk about shit at least once every podcast. You know, that's All gotta right. be a good staple.
1: I mean, our logo is a coffee mug and nothing makes you brown like coffee in the morning. Oh my
0: gosh. I, I get a Rhodes coffee, like <sighs> Rhodes, the gas station every day, a little 16 ounce, 16 and ounces
1: cost you like a dime.
0: It's like a buck 10. Oh, Jesus.
1: I remember in high school being able to get shit like the fucking 18-ounce ones, the the big ones, and it was like 75 cents. It was awesome.
0: I never uh, had to have money. (laughs) Just go through the couch. I I drink one of those every day, and about 30 minutes later, I have to go back to the shop because I know I'm going to take a massive shit. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm good for the rest of the day.
1: I guess we're getting the shit talk out of the way fast. Yeah, we'll get um, it out done
0: because we've got some other good topics. We've
1: got some good ones. Um, I've my work schedule is wonderful. I, I get a Dunkin' coffee on my way to work in most mornings, and I sit and I work for like an hour, an hour and a half, and then it's like, oh, coffee's finished through, which is an hour, an hour and a half, ish away from my lunch break. So it's a nice little break in the middle of the day, and there's nothing like shitting on the boss's dime. Oh, for Those are real. The best dookies.
0: Nothing I love more than taking shit on taxpayer money.
1: Yeah, you did it for an hour and a half, you motherfucker. Yeah.
0: <laughs> my body was was having a hard time. It it had gotten rid of every single thing I've ever eaten in my entire life.
1: The other really nice thing. I, I go to lunch. Hour and hour and a half after lunch. It's time for round two, baby. It's awesome. I've hit At least you got fucking healthy stride. movements, dude. There's nothing like a good brown. Oh, so let's get now that now that the nasty talks over with. Um, I'm gonna
0: lay some words on you. Okay. Sock'em boppers. Sock'em boppers. Those those blow up fists. Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. You remember those that... fucking things? I remember beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah. Mom and Dad loved him because we could hit each other without actually doing damage. They had to take him away from us. Yeah, but it got but too wild with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it would start with us doing that, and then we'd move to kicking, and then oh, we'd yeah, move we to tried like to put him on our feet, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't move him on our feet. It's we'd hit. And then somebody would like get hurt too much, and then, and then kick, oh, throw like an elbow or kick or something. Yeah, and then and then that turned into rolling on the floor, like trying to throw all of our weight to break the other one's rib cage. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very popular tactic for both of us, dude.
1: I've had this written down on this sticky note for like three weeks now because I had a dream where Samantha <laughs> and I were fighting, but we, like, we were fighting. Like actual fighting, but our hands were made of
0: sockum boppers. <laughs> Tell you what, dreams are the weirdest fucking thing. Because everyone like, says wh- they
1: have meaning, but like,
0: mine must be I the ravings a-
1: of a fucking madman, dude.
0: I've started taking notes on my dreams in the morning. That way, mm. I can remember them, and because of like course you forget dreaming. them super quick. Not, I don't do lucid dreaming because I can't figure that shit out. I'm pretty sure it's not real. Pretty sure it's some like, no, it's real. Every once in a while, I'll have a dream. Where I'll
1: realize it's a dream and I can't completely control everything, but I can influence it. I can be like, ah, let's roll the tape back and edit that.
0: Um, For me, I'll have a dream where it's like I'm sitting around in a campfire with like a bunch of friends who I don't get to see anymore. And it's like warm and I wake up feeling warm inside and like, man, that was such a good experience. No. And then the next night I'll have a dream. This was an actual dream I had. I, there was a house on fire, and I was a fireman, and I was trying to put it out, and it was green flames, and they were they were burning my face. It was so hot, like, the water would evaporate before it could touch the house, and I start yanking on the fire hose to try and, like, get more slack, and I'm yelling at the guys, like, hey, give me some more slack. I turn around. There's nobody there, and I look down, and I'm standing on the ocean, Then I sink into the ocean and drown, and then I wake up, and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs>
1: Jesus <laughs> Christ, that was a roller coaster. Yeah,
0: yeah like, dreams are absolute bullshit there's no meaning to them
1: listeners if you know what his dream's about can you like hit us up i'd really be interested to see what the fuck that meant
0: i i need a david in my life somebody who can tell me about the dreams and what they mean you know david right yeah he raped that
1: one what that one chick that he saw on the rooftop and then sent her husband to fucking die
0: in the war but the husband came back wrong david you're thinking of King David. I'm thinking of, like, David in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. That's Joseph. Joseph. Whatever the fuck. You're you know a how bad many, Christian. You're goddamn Grand right I am. Hell. I'm fucking... I'm drinking. <laughs> of course I'm a bad Christian. No, you're just a I'm bad Baptist it.
1: if you drink. Catholics drink all the time.
0: Yeah, but they Catholics... church. They're, they're, Catholics are funny people. Like, they say... They, they are a strange enigma. No, you know who's a strange enigma? Who?
1: Not the Amish. I respect the Amish. The Amish have their values and they stick to them. The Mennonites—they—they
0: they are the because it's just Amish biggest, light. They're the biggest proponents of capitalism I've ever seen.
1: They fucking are, dude.
0: They make great Tell furniture. What, I, I feel bad for the Mennonites around here. They've gotten hit by cars like four times.
1: <laughs> to be fair, children have—they drive, have, drive that damn buggy in the middle of the fucking road.
0: Don't laugh. Like four children are dead yeah I like know that yeah there was there was one it was a year or two ago it was uh southbound they were they were riding south and they uh it was like six or seven in the morning and a kid who was coming north and wasn't paying attention and just slammed into him
1: Oof, that poor kid i mean obviously sad for the people that died but like how old was this kid
0: uh, I think he was like sixteen or seventeen when it yeah, happened.
1: Just learned to drive, and then
0: you slaughter four people. Oh my god! Here's the thing: he hit them again earlier this year. Oh the same god. person. No way. Yeah.
1: Okay. This may seem like super authoritarian, but somebody's
0: got to take his license away. He's got two something? more strong buggies in two years. <laughs> you wouldn't. Know, you don't want to, something funny about it. He's my maintenance man's son. Yeah. So you hear about it before just about anybody. <laughs> well, no, it's just I'll be reading the newspaper online and be like, Oh, hey, I know that kid. Hit another buggy. <laughs> well. And he's, he's an consistent. adult now. Yeah. God, <sighs> Jesus. But yeah. How did we get on this topic?
1: Um, I was talking about how... Oh, we were talking about Catholics because you're a bad Christian. And then I oh, talked yeah, I'm a very bad Christian. The fucking difference between Mennonites. and I'm sure the listeners are really enjoying this conversation.
0: Yeah, this, this podcast, from what I understand from my editing, is just nothing but tangents. We have conversation topics that we write down beforehand, but we just talk about whatever shit comes into our head.
1: Hell yeah, brother.
0: So, this is the first time we've gotten to talk in like a month. Because I've been gone, going on adventures.
1: I mean, we saw the trip for Thanksgiving, but...
0: Yeah, but we haven't gotten to sit down and record. Yeah. The listeners haven't had to gotten to hear us talk in a month. But I uh, first I went on a trip to Georgia, got to visit some family, um, got to go to a Mizzou-Georgia game. Yeah, you at- didn't
1: tell me about like any of that trip.
0: Yeah, well, I was saving it for now. Um, let's see, I flew down on Thursday friday i just hung out with our cousin nathaniel um, also i thought i knew they had moved out of their old apartment and were living with a friend um because their apartment was infested with roaches Ooh. and the landlord wasn't willing to permanently solve the solution they just send the uh pest guy would come and do some spraying and then Fuck leave that.
1: get those roaches out of there but,
0: but they were in the walls and nathaniel is in construction and he knows that they were in the walls, and the landlord wouldn't do anything, so they left. Literally, the day that I arrived was their f- second night in that apartment.
1: Oh, so Him and Taylor. A fresh apartment.
0: Yeah, there was no furniture. <clears throat> there, they had their mattress, and I was on a blow-up mattress. Cause the next day, um, Candy came over, mm-hmm. and uh, because the Braves had just won the World Series, so they were like putting on the parade and stuff, and we watched it streamed on nathaniel's tv and we sat on the hardwood floors because there was no furniture in the house well uh taylor nathaniel's girlfriend uh nathaniel and i were going to athens to see the uh georgia game the next day because athens is where the uh, bulldogs are based out of so we drive down that night and we're going to stay with caroline who's her sister And I've never met any of these people before. This was my first time meeting Taylor. She's cool, but I'm like meeting her family and we're going to stay at another person's place for the night. So we get there and it's a townhouse and uh, she's cool. She's, she's a little crazy. She's ex sorority. She got kicked out of one sorority. So she started her own. So she could, she started her own so she could get tickets to the games.
1: Okay. That's really smart. (laughs) Yeah. Like, um, I'll go her. like.
0: Um, but I got tickets for me and Nathaniel from a buddy of mine who was supposed to meet us there. There's these two guys, Griffin and BJ, they have their own podcast. I'll shout out the best Palcast. Super cool guys. But Griffin, who had the tickets, couldn't come because his wife had broken her ankle on their horse like a week before. So he's like, sorry, boys, can't come. I'm going to sit in the tickets down with BJ. And, uh, so the next day we meet up with BJ and the game was, I'm glad I was there. I wanted to be there. Okay. Well, Mizzou did terribly as expected. Cause I mean, it's Mizzou versus Georgia. Um, yeah. And after losing to Georgia
1: is kind of a given.
0: Yeah. Um, but afterward we were like, okay, we're, um, we were going to meet up with Caroline and Taylor and the five of us were going to go out partying. And one thing I failed to mention was Griffin texted me and he's like hey here's an address for a place you can stay at i'm like dude you didn't have to get us hotel tickets he's like i didn't it's a condo like huh i love griffin he's a very trusting man he sent us the address to the georgia game day center which is like imagine a condo hotel situation that's like super mizzou'd out except Mm -hmm. it's georgia And it's like middle of downtown Athens, private parking. And I'm like, why did he, he didn't have to get us a condo. This is way too much. And I meet BJ there and we open up the door to our room and I see a picture of Griffin because Griffin is a alumni of Georgia picture of him and his marching band stuff. And I see a picture of Hudson who's his brother in Georgia football. And I realized that's their condo that they own. (laughs) I was like, Oh my gosh that's cool (laughs) he just said hey here's the key to our home away from home have fun like geez so i I was. it
1: sounds like they probably have one or two of these so it's not like he's doing this for the first time
0: his family owns a pharmacy his that he works at and he's a doctor his father's a doctor his wife is a veterinarian they're
1: not hurting for cash
0: no, but they're very wonderful people, um, very generous, um, and yeah. So we we that was kind of like our headquarters. Um, BJ, Nathaniel, and I meet there. We're all drinking beer. I brought like a thirty pack of beer because I wasn't sure what our game plan was. So then we're getting ready to leave, and I'm like, "Wait, I, I we all pack up some beer in our pockets." And I so I'm wearing my Mizzou hoodie, and I've got two um, in the pocket and one can in the sleeve. And as we're going, I'm like, wait, does Georgia have open carry laws? And BJ's like, yeah, I think so. Well, Nathaniel stops by the front desk and is like, hey, do they have open carry laws? And they're like, no. And we're already out the door with our open cans of beer. <laughs> so so you we're, gotta crush we're like, them real quick, we're like, uh, well, no, because there was police around, and because this is like down middle of Athens, pretty much. We're like. Three blocks away from the stadium. Well, yeah, but we're walking. At first, we were going to stop, like go to, there was a chicken place nearby. I can't remember. We were going to stop and get some food before the game. And I was looking at my map and I was like, we were about halfway there. And I was like, guys, by the time we make it and order food, the game's going to have to start. Let's just go to the game. I'll buy everyone food. I was like, oh, great. I'm going to have to spend like 30, 40 bucks here. (laughs) So then we start down in these cans as we're going. And we finally, and I can't find a trash can. So so just I've got like, empty beer cans on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a and host, so we, man. We we finally find a trash can and like I'm like in the shadow of the stadium. I can see police further up the street. And I'm, you know, all decked out in Mizzou gear, got a black and gold all over me. I'm standing out They're like tigers. a sore thumb. And I just start chugging these cans of beer. And I'm chugging the third one. I'm, at, I'm like, ugh, ugh, foam starts coming out of my mouth. <laughs> like, I gotta get this down. So I finally get it down. And I we're walking by the officers, and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> Not suspicious at all. <sighs> oh, dude, there's
1: nothing that I hate more than chugging beer. Oh, it just hurts. let me sit and drink my beer and enjoy it.
0: Well, uh. We finally get in and we go to the concession stand and I'm expecting like, you know, regular concession stands like line to the line, 30 people long. You go up, you give your order, you wait for five minutes, then you get it. No, they've got this figured out. They've got like a cafeteria line and they've cooked everything already and are constantly cooking and they just fill up the front of it. So you grab what you want as you go by and then you pay at a register at the end and then leave. So I was in line for about 45 seconds and I bought six hot dogs, a... uh, Thing of co- like a big probably thirty-six ounce Coke, That's a big um, drink, dude. and yeah, and that was the only option they had, and a thing of oh Cracker Jacks, like a good box of Cracker Jacks. Guess how much it was? Seventy bucks. Twenty-one dollars. The yeah. fuck
1: is going on in Athens?
0: Yeah, we—they've oh, got everyone beat. I was like. Cause I was like, oh, this is gonna be so much. The hot dogs were two fifty a piece. Yeah, and they were not what small the dogs? dogs. They were they were thick, good sized dogs. Dude, so I was I was very impressed with that.
1: You want to fucking move to Georgia, become bulldog fans?
0: You, it's a little too hot down there. And I'll tell you what, I, I have been Red around N- the down there too, dude. I've been around the worst kind of fans possible, Alabama fans. And <sighs> tell you what. Georgia fans are some of the nicest people I've met because I'm pretty open about which team I'm supporting. I'm not trying to hide it. I got to support my team no matter what. And we got our seats and they're pretty good seats. They're like uh, at the corner of one of the end zones, uh, probably about halfway up. And in front of us are these two old guys and the entire game. They were giving me a hard time and ribbing me and we were throwing back and forth. And it, it was a, even though Mizzou lost. I don't even remember the score. It was that bad. It, it was a good time. I will say, Georgia fans, I was pleasantly surprised with like the etiquette and just the entire experience.
1: Dude, uh, SEC is the way football is supposed to be played. For sure. Even if you're losing, like getting your absolute teeth kicked in, it is the best football performance of any league, division, you know, what have you. SEC is the way football is supposed to be played.
0: Um, agree, but afterward we get out of the game, and we're supposed to meet up with Taylor and Caroline. I'm finally going to get through this story. Um, and we're supposed to go out to a bar, and turns out well, we we call Taylor, can't get a hold of her. And then we, I'm like, you know, is she okay? And Nathaniel's like, she's probably asleep. I'm like, what? The game just ended. Then we call Caroline and she picks up the phone, super groggy. And we're like, hey, where are you and Taylor at? And they're like, oh, we're back at the house. We left at halftime. Yeah, they left at halftime to go back home and take a nap. So we're like, okay. Let's we're like, okay. Um, let's go get They're drunk. like a They're like a ten minute drive away. We're gonna go back, um, you know, kind of reconvene at the uh condo and then you know, go back out and get ready to go get drunk. And keep in mind, BJ is 28, 29 years old, has two kids. The next day, Ooh. he doesn't live in Athens. He lives like 45 minutes to an hour away. And the next day, he's supposed to meet his new pastor of his new church, like the new pastor for his church. Fun. And he he was willing to go out and go party hard. <laughs> I, was, I was very proud of BJ. But we go back and we're sitting um, at the condo drinking more beer. Watching the other games that are going on that day, I think it was like Alabama, and there were some northern schools. And Taylor's like, "Hey, we're gonna be a bit. Why don't you guys go get dinner, go eat some food, and then we'll meet up." So we're like, "Okay." And we, uh, so we go out and we're walking downtown, seeing a bunch of people. I'm this one guy called me the F slur for. <laughs> oh, I called you a faggot. Where, I wasn't gonna say it, but yes, <laughs> we were walking down. And he drives by, he's like, hey, Mizzou fan, you're a faggot. <laughs> I was like, oh, he band-fagged you.
1: I don't know what that is. Okay, so there was this tradition among band students, particularly marching Mizzou students and Phi Mu Alpha members um, on, on campus. If you ever saw somebody like carrying specifically like a marching Mizzou case somewhere, while you're driving by, you just roll down your window and, band fag sure that's super super not inclusive super not pc but i had a lot of fucking fun with it
0: um but we go to this restaurant it's a mexican asian fusion bj's had it before um he says it's really good nathaniel says that he's heard of it and heard it's really good and i was excited because you know it sounds interesting sounds cool we go in and we're like hey how many and she's like how many and we're like three and she's like okay let me check so we're like okay no, maybe it's a bit of a wait. She's like, are you guys okay with an hour and a half wait? And we look at each other. We're like, don't think so. So we start walking back down to see what other places are open. And guess what, what we end we up doing? The
1: fucking gas station?
0: We stop in at this Chick-fil-A. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. We had Chick-fil-A for dinner. And then we're like, okay, Taylor, where are you guys at? And she's like, Caroline isn't even up yet. What the fuck, Caroline? So we're like, okay, we'll go to the bar first. Um, and and get started, you know, because apparently there are these. There's this specific type of drink that they serve in Athens that's really really popular and is like everyone gets it. So well, we were cold. gonna go to. I don't fucking remember. I you drank a all night, didn't you? Yeah, we did. <laughs> fucking but, loser. Um, at this point it's like six thirty, because this game started at eleven, so it was an early game. But excuse me, I'm gonna have to burp here. I'll let it rip. <clears throat> that one sounded painful. Ugh, it was a long one. But we try to go to this bar. That's like the bar to go to. Like that's that's where we were told to go. It didn't open for another hour and a half. Yeah, a bar on game day in a college town doesn't open till 8.
1: Okay, that's how you know it's probably a cool spot. Um, because that means they don't run their business based on the football schedule. So it's not your, you know, average fucking college bar. This is a place where it's probably not going to be overcrowded. It's, you know, going to be a much cooler experience than just a football bar.
0: Well, at that point, Nathaniel, BJ and I were kind of fed up. So we went back to the condo and just drank a whole bunch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just drank a whole bunch there. I mean, you've already got it. Yeah, we uh, we stopped in at a Target and grabbed some snacks, and Nathaniel got like peanut butter cups, and so we just went back, hung out, watched football on TV, and drank Miller Lite. And eventually, BJ decided to go home because he's like, I don't want to drink so much that I can't get home tonight. You know. Exchange Damn pleasantries. I drove myself here. I'm gonna drive myself home. <laughs> well, his wife. Um, didn't know, like, I'm, to I'm know close friends could with the-, the fuck up. <laughs> well, she thought Griffin was going to be there, like going to hang out with Griff, and then, um, because I am a mod at their podcast, I've known mm-hmm. Griff and BJ for quite a while. They're really good guys. We're pretty close. And he told his wife, "Oh no, Griffin isn't able to make it, so I'm meeting up with Corbin." And she's like, "You're meeting up with some random guy on the internet?" <laughs> and she's like, "Are you sure it's going to be okay?" And BJ's like, "Yeah, it'll be great." So he's, he's like, yeah, I should make it home. And I, I, I got it. I mean, he's got two kids at home waiting for him. He's, he's a responsible adult. And so he left. And Nathaniel and I were like talking to Taylor. And we're like, we don't want to sit here, you know, just waiting to go to the bar. So Nathaniel and I decided to drive back to his house, which is like an hour, hour and 15 minutes drive away. We go back to his apartment. And guess what we do all night?
1: I'm going to say drink because that's the safe answer.
0: Yes. Drink and watched anime. I'm not even joking. Jesus. (laughs) We're really cool guys. Um, Yeah, that was the exciting part of that trip. Um, It was a good trip overall. It was good to see, good to see family, good to see some friends. Wish I could have gotten to see Griff, but understandable. When your wife breaks her ankle, you kind of need to be there to help her out. Yeah. trying to be a good husband i get it
1: well you know what i say to that story
0: what oh, we doing it to okay friends. listeners to football. I, I know to anime i know it's a sunday morning podcast but if you have and if you are of legal age because you know Despite what we may have said earlier, we, we believe in drinking responsibly and legally here on the Sundays for the Boys podcast. <laughs> if you've got something next to you, I've got a little bit of Crown Royal with me. Why don't you fill that bad boy up? You know, cheers to, to whatever the fuck Taylor said. I don't remember. Dink. Oh, that shit. That's going to be fun to, to edit out. <laughs> that's I heard that. a big wall. <laughs> God damn it. That's going to be fun. <laughs> Prost, brother. Cheers.
1: Arr. It's like pouring Mexico straight in your body. Ooh. Make you knock yeah. a woman up. Make you knock a woman down.
0: Tell you what, I'm a bit of a bitch when it comes to hard alcohol. Shout out Crown to the Tequila. Shout out to Crown Royal. It's about the only thing I can handle, and then it just barely. Also oh, a big fan
1: of beef eater Gin. If you want to sponsor it, Beef Eater. No, it's Boo I sincerely doubt that. There goes that no, it's sponsorship.
0: Beef, it's Beef Eater, but in Cowboy Bebop, they have Boo Gin, which is a dr- something one guy drinks. You know, a little play on, you know, being funny. Okay, so, uh, that's enough of me talking about what I've been up to. What have you, what have you been doing? What you got for us tonight? Um,
1: I've been working. I've been playing some video games. Oh. That's about oh. it. Um, But... I did do something recently, and that's renew my HBO subscription. and Good, I watched good, good, solid choice.
0: Dune. Oh, bro. Let's talk about Dune. I, Dune. I'll tell you what. Even though I love streaming, I love everything about streaming, I think it's a great way to do movies now. I am so glad I went to our shitty little hometown theater and watched Dune there for my first time. Because I... I haven't seen the 84 Dune. I've been staying away from it because I didn't want spoiled, and I have not read the books. I understand, like, some of the points, like, major parts of Dune. I recognize its influence with, like, sci-fi and fantasy, but I've tried to avoid it just so I could experience this, like, as blind as possible, and I'm so glad I did.
1: Yeah, I watched it at home, but the advantage to that is um, Samantha and I curled up on the couch sans pants, so... There's that. Um, I will say it probably is a different experience on the big screen, and is probably worth doing if I still can. But oh my god, what a great fucking movie! Oh my gosh, it immediately hooked Samantha and I in and kept us hooked on like what's going to happen next the entire movie. We got and we paused at one point and we're like, holy shit, there's only 15 minutes left and so much shit has happened and there's nothing that's like been resolved. Um, I
0: at oh god I could talk about it for days because there's so much I love about it I love the n- dude the next fucking day oh you got it went to Barnes and Noble picked it
1: up I haven't cracked it yet but like every day I go do I want to play video games or do I want to read Dune and then Samantha turns on the TV and I'm like fuck I'm not gonna be able to read Dune um so then I play video games I'm good I'm just gonna have to set aside time to read it but. I've, like, watched some videos on the internet about, like, the basic story plot, and Mm -hmm. it's fucking wild, dude. Like, do you know about the sequels and shit?
0: Yeah, I do. So, you know about,
1: like, the God Emperor and all that?
0: Yes. Um, Crazy stuff. Um, Denis, I can't pronounce his last name because it's French, the guy who directed The Dune Part 1.
1: It's, like, Villain Wave or something?
0: It's French. I'm American. I can't speak good. Their
1: consonants make, or not their consonants, their vowels make no sense. Everything um, but comes out wants, as Ugh.
0: He wants to make a trilogy. Um, that's Dune Part One and Part Two, and then of Dune Messiah, which is like the end. I think Dune Messiah. Is Dune where Messiah Paul ends
1: with Paul's storyline. He appears in Children of Dune for like a hot second, but like he's not a main player. He is just kind of this um, fulcrum for the plot. Um, yeah.
0: And then after that, it goes to Leto second. Yeah. And I think what I'm going to do... Yeah. Um, what I think I'm going to do is because I I really love Denise's vision for it. And I don't want the books to spoil that because I've noticed anytime I read the book before watching something, I hate whatever I'm watching. So I don't want to taint this viewing experience. So I'm holding off on reading Paul's saga... His his part in the Dune story until I've seen all of Denise's vision, because holy cow, he blew me away with this.
1: I think this is going to be really similar to Lord of the Rings, in that there are changes, but they are subtle changes to help it fit the medium, which is why I'm like okay with Tom Bombadil not
0: showing up. Yeah, he does not fit on a TV screen.
1: You in the books, you spend like several chapters. In this, you know, Shire-like world where everything's okay. And then there are these couple of grueling chapters where things get real wonky almost immediately. And it's such a violent shift. You need that Tom Bombadil character to lighten the tone a little bit and, you know, give a little respite before they go back out into the adventure. It would not translate well into a movie. Yeah. It would interrupt the flow because it, you don't spend as much time in the Shire in the movie. You spend enough to understand like who Frodo is and what background he comes from. And then you're out of the Shire into the wild. And to have this Shire-ish character pop back up for two minutes just to disappear and never do anything in the story ever again makes no sense for the medium. And I, I think that's what Denis is going to do because he is a super big... Dune fan, fan himself. He's mm-hmm. wanted to see this done properly but, and was, you know, disappointed with the 84 Dune just because, I mean, it was 84.
0: And they tried to shove that entire movie, that entire book into one movie. It it it, le- it was less Dune and more excerpts from Dune. Yeah. Like, it pretty much just took a bunch of scenes from the books instead of trying to tell this the narrative like a movie would. And I am very... Holy. I could just... One thing that I think was really nailed, of course, it's a modern movie with modern budgets. The effects are going to look good, but what makes the effects even better, and this was especially due to the theater, was the sound design.
1: The sound design is excellent. The soundtrack is excellent. The other thing that I really enjoy about it is you immediately understand the societal structure, but... It has all of this mysticism and mystery with, like, the Spacing Guild and the Bene Gesserit The Bene Gesserit, yeah. And um, what's the Like, other how the person? houses rank up. I mean, you don't really need to see how the houses rank up as much, as long as you know that Atreides and Harkonnen are opposed. But, like, it's a familiar and logical political structure. So it doesn't yes. have to explain all that
0: shit. Well, but I mean like it it treats the audience like they're smart. Cuz like in the yeah. 84 Dune, there was like a 5-10 minute thing at the beginning that was just a woman giving exposition about the world. In this, you got none of that. It said uh it gave like a little bit of a spiel about Arrakis from the point of view of the Fremen and then it immediately took you to kaladin year 10,000. And I think there was also gone.
1: some mention or like writing about Leto Atreides becoming more popular. Or maybe that well, they was they talk some, about it. They, they talk about it, okay. It, w- it
0: was the Baron, Baron Harkonnen, saying that gotcha. the, the okay. Atreides' voice is rising. Other than that, it, they literally... they The people talk about it in the movie, talk about the events, like somebody in those events would talk to another person there. They don't expose very heavily, which is something that I really appreciated.
1: Yeah. Um, the... The one thing that worries me about this is, is he going to portray Paul as a hero? I don't think so. I don't think Paul's the hero.
0: Paul is not a hero.
1: I think Paul is a warning label, you know, because he's set up to be the Kwisatz Haderach because of the Bene Gesserits. He's um, set up to inherit a large political empire. He is not inherit the Empire but his fathers but empire, a large been, chunk of it yeah yes um and then he is because of the Benny Gesserit's again whispered about being this messianic figure on dune and I think instead of you know these things actually being true he just takes advantage of a really precarious situation
0: well I mean it's I, I because think he's more these... of a
1: little finger in Game of Thrones character than he is a Jon Snow character.
0: I I would agree because one thing I noticed is it's like, you've got all these different factions kind of planting the seeds and he just happens to fill the role in every single scenario because this might be a spoiler, but the The Bene Gesserit's Gesserit's original plan was to have uh, Jessica and Lido have a daughter, and, and they then she was going to marry Harkinens, the Harkenins, and then that the kid, kid. Yeah, so Paul came in pretty much everybody's plan too early. And like one scene that I think is underappreciated and just shows that Timothy Chalamet is an incredible actor is he's when he's than in the tent. To look at. Yeah, like he he does a good job. He's not some teen heartthrob, which you know what's weird that kid's twenty five. He's uh-uh. 25. Yes.
1: He must be like that guy that played Jojen in uh Game of Thrones.
0: He's like in his 30s.
1: Yeah, but he looks like
0: a 12-year-old. But the scene that I think is underappreciated is the tent scene where he he all the spices in there and he, he's having oh, those yeah. visions of the future and him becoming like pretty much performing a jihad he, across the entire galaxy in his father's name. He literally name. does. Yeah. And I think I think that shows, I mean, Frank Herbert talked about in an interview, one of the major themes of Dune is the danger of, like, what's the word? Like, hero worship, pretty much. Like, putting figures on this pedestal uh, because me- of the ter-
1: Mythologizing men.
0: Yes, because of the chaos and destruction that he would have reigned, that he will reign across the entire Imperium. Because of who he is, because yeah. people are putting him on this pedestal, and it was like...
1: That's why King Arthur Paul... works. More than likely, he's never been a real guy. He's just this heroic um, or chivalrous figure um, that people aspire to. He's an ideal, not a man. To. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, Paul is a physical person. He has flaws. He makes mistakes. Um, and I... I don't know too much about. I know the basic plot structure of each book and like the big points, but I'm. I have a feeling Paul is going to be a much more, um, morally gray character than what I'm used to reading. You know, like Lord of the Rings. Definitely, you have Aragorn, who is this noble king in diaspora, who rallies his people and does all the right things at all times. Or in, like, Game of Thrones, you have Ned Stark, who is, you know, all honor. You know, I'm going to do what is what is deemed, you know, societally the right thing right. to do, even if it's my own, you know, detriment. Um, and I I have a feeling Paul's going to be um, a little more self-serving.
0: I don't know if it's self—I don't know if it'll be self-serving for him, what he believes is the right choice. Because the thing with Paul is he can see— I mean, both multiple are self futures Yeah, but the difference is, one is, this will be good for me, and this will be good for the galaxy, and make a better end. Sorry, there's a fly flying in front of me. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> but, like, he can see multiple possible futures, and he's trying to find the best one. Because okay. his visions aren't set in stone. I mean, Jamis, Yamis, Jamis, I don't know how it's pronounced. He had a vision of him training Paul and showing him the ways of the desert.
1: Oh, and then then Paul kills him.
0: Yeah, which technically he did show him the ways of the desert because the way of the desert is death and violence. And taught him that in order to survive, you will have to kill.
1: Okay, so like prescience is... Less of a written in stone thing and more of a metaphorical vision as well. Yeah. Okay. Like
0: he can see what might happen, but he's not told what he has to do to make that happen. For example, I believe that this the visions with Jamis, if uh, where he taught him and became friends with him, is if Jessica, his mother, wasn't there, because that was the reason he got upset. Jamis did is because his mother was there, and she beat uh, Stillgar. Because in Fremen ideology, only the strongest can lead, and Stilgar was beaten by Jessica in a knife fight. Uh, like he was a, she was able to disarm that in him. The movie. Yeah, they. Uh, it's when they first run into them. Uh, Paul and Jessica run into the Fremen, and he's like, "Hey, Stilgar, I know you." And is like, "The boy can learn our ways, but the woman's too old. Kill her," and he goes to stab her, and she disarms him and puts his own knife to his throat and uh
1: Uh, okay so that's what kicked off that
0: conflict yeah and then jamis is like you say the strongest can lead but you got beaten so are you the strongest and that's when he proposes the amtal which is kind of like a fight to the death and that situation got brought about so like i another example of him seeing a possible future is when chani stabs him and kills him that was one thing he saw um when they were about to kiss and she stabbed him in the chest. But then later he saw a vision of them together above Caladan with his jihad.
1: Okay. I was confused by that. I-, I figured that would be a plot point that comes up later.
0: Yeah. Like there's the visions are
1: betrayal or something.
0: Since he's not the perfect one, I'm not going to try and say the the actual name. Since he's not the perfect one because he was born too early, his visions aren't exact. Okay. Of what? Because he can see possibilities. He can't see what actually happened. What will happen.
1: So is then technically Leto the actual Kwisatz Yes. Okay.
0: He becomes it. Gotcha. Spoilers for, for the Dune series. <laughs> I feel like there's
1: a lot of similarities in Divinity in Dune with... um. The Elder Scrolls, actually. With, like, the whole idea of mantling in Elder Scrolls. You know, you do the mm-hmm. thing so much that you become the thing. Um, that's, so that's pretty interesting. I, I just now thought of that. Um,
0: Welcome to every single fantasy r- series written after 1965. This kind of reminds me of Dune. <laughs> because Dune influenced literally everything.
1: Yeah, my most of my like literature connections have been made to Tolkien more than anything. So, I think this is going to really expand my my horizons. Tolkien,
0: Tolkien inf- influenced fantasy more while uh Dune, Herbert is Frank fiction. Herbert, science fiction but also fantasy as well. Like Star I feel Wars like there's not sci- going to be like
1: a lot of Lovecraftian cosmic horror shit in the later books.
0: And that Oh, yeah, me. The... Tell you what, one thing that they did absolutely amazing was that first, the first time you see the worm when it's uh Paul lido and Gurney trying to save the crew mm-hmm. from the one crawler. And like, you can see it just kind of like burst like a shark and like, they've got this, this, the spotter drones that the guy's flying and it just gets completely covered up in sand. Mm-hmm. Like you can't even see it anymore. And then as it, because in, In the lore, like, they use electrical waves and vibrations to loosen up the sand so they can swim through it. And you see that, like, as Paul and Gurney start to sink into the sand. Mm -hmm. It's so well done. God, I could talk about that movie forever, but I'm sure people have heard enough. Anything else you want to say about Dune?
1: Um, Not really. That's that's basically all that I've thought about. Um, I've gone down some pretty hard rabbit holes on YouTube with it. It's a super interesting...
0: It's hard to avoid it when all I do is, like, want to think about it and rewatch it to avoid spoilers. But at the same time, I'm trying not to spoil myself on Paul's exact story. Mm-hmm. Like, I know the story doesn't revolve around him, and I know he has a son, Leto II. But I don't want what Paul does and what happens to him to be spoiled for me because I want to see that in Denis' vision. So, uh, you want to know who's in trouble again? Oh, what'd you do? Your
1: boy, Travis Scott, he's in trouble again.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this was not a pretty situation.
1: Crowd crush is a real bitch.
0: And the sad part is all of this was avoidable. Literally all of it. For real, dude. Like, this isn't one of those tragedies at a concert where, like, something breaks or something breaks down or... It wasn't like Michael Jackson
1: getting his hair set on fire.
0: Yeah, this was entirely avoidable. But nobody wanted to take responsibility or like for example the, the the there was like how many extra people there because Travis Scott like on social media was like, "Hey, if you didn't get a ticket, break in." Like literally just completely out and said, "If you didn't get a ticket, try and find a way in." Cuz he was trying to make Astro World like the biggest thing possible. So there was like double, like double tickets sold is how many people were there. So, of course, the security they hired, which was for the original amount of people.
1: Was super overwhelmed.
0: They couldn't handle that many people. Jesus. And, the, and they came and told Travis beforehand, hey, we're going to have a problem. And nothing happened.
1: Yeah, that's really, enough Really, of that tragic, that's kind really of tragic. That's a really tragic situation.
0: Topic. Yeah, that's kind of heavy and old. And I've got a topic that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, We've been doing this podcast for a bit, you know, four episodes. I'd I'd say that's pretty consistent. I mean, how many podcasts make it this long? I wanted to talk about our analytics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, most... Well, I mean, a lot of podcasts will do like two episodes and they get bored. Like half the podcasts I look up on Spotify are just like two episodes and then dead silent. And it's like two years old. But... Our analytics, since uh, it's Spotify's wrapped and we uh, publish through Anchor, which is owned by Spotify, I was able to pull up our analytics, and they are they're quite interesting. Hit me with them. So, first off, nineteen percent of our viewership from Germany.
1: Rock on. No
0: idea who's in Hess, Hess, Hesse, H e s s e Germany.
1: I think that. I'm not gonna try and butcher that, but in the I don't words know. of the great John Fitzgerald Kennedy, "Ich bin ein Berliner." <laughs> I'm a jelly donut.
0: Yeah, shout out to our German viewership, but of course the other 81% is from the United States, and this is this is funny because like it tells me the geographic locations that were that we're like getting viewers. And it makes no sense. I expected like, you know, people from Missouri because that's where we're from and that's where we've talked to people about listening from. And I also expected like states that had a lot of like a high population because more likely to see people. I was expecting New York's and Chicago's and California's. I'm going to take a Our number...
1: Number one location? What do you think? Number one state? Um, Thinking like something small think East Coast um, like maybe Connecticut Rhode Island something like that in that general New England area
0: nope
1: no okay N- Michigan alright we do well in the Great white North
0: yeah shout out to our Michigan listeners also shout out to our second biggest audience Wisconsin
1: they make good shout to out to the people.
0: Shout out to the people in Wisconsin that decided to click on this podcast more than once.
1: Yeah, if you're in Wisconsin and uh, you want to send us some cheese.
0: um, Fuck yeah, I love cheese. We'll set up
1: a P.O. box and we'll release that information at some point.
0: You going to pay for that P.O. box? Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) But this, I'm very disappointed that this statistic changed. Because the first time I checked, which was right when episode 3 with Leif dropped... Our audience was 63% female. Hello, ladies. I was like, "Holy shit!" I was expecting like 99% male, you know, because our we don't sense really, of
1: humor is pretty, um,
0: pretty boyish and childish. A lot of poop. Yeah, a, a lot of poop. <laughs> but it's it's since changed to 58% male, 42% female. I'm
1: sure the listeners are loving these analytics. They already yeah. know this well, shit. It's them. <laughs> it's it's you guys.
0: But I just wanted to talk about it because, like, I don't know. It's cool to figure out like who's listening, what they what they like, how long they listen. That's. I just wanted to talk about it because I'm also shout out to uh,
1: Jeff Bezos for listening to this shit because um, I know we both have Alexis listening in right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I've how got you doing, two Jeff. <laughs>
0: But yeah, that, I just wanted to talk about that. I wanted to say a quick thank you to the listeners for uh, supporting and listening so far. This is why we right do now, it for you all. It, we, we have an estimated audience of seven. So shout out to those seven people that keep coming back. You're the real ones.
1: They is the real ones. The real OGs.
0: Okay, um, do you have another topic you want to talk about, or yes, are we I ready do. to get into the heavy?
1: I, well, this one is vaguely heavy, but it's oh, not we're, like... we fine then. It's not like fucking death heavy. I'm going to send you a link, and I need you to watch the video.
0: Okay, going to get some good dead air here. Oh no, what is this?
1: This is a tweet from Grill Daddy Star at S underscore M-O-H-N-99. It is of the Brass Against concert that I believe happened at a NASCAR rally. It's super cool, dude.
0: Okay, to describe this, this woman on stage at a concert, was this man a fan? I guess it's a fan. Somebody went on stage and the woman, who I'm guessing is the lead singer for this band, pulled down her pants and this man laid down on the stage and she pissed on his face. I mean Jesus Christ. That is a real fucking fan, dude. I mean, I'm not one to kink shame, but that's kind of weird. And he's hyped about it too. Oh yeah, he he's was like, 100% that bitch in it. On my face. He was he was all for this. You know what? Like I said, I'm not one to kink shame as long as you were doing it safe and with consensual partners They both enjoy seem whatever you consensual. want. Yeah, he they he they were both into that but
1: she she starts kicking him at the end too. Oh my god, I I didn't see that. She starts kicking him as he's getting off the stage.
0: Man, there's something isn't NASCAR man, great. I, I I don't know how to how to think about that. Jesus Christ. You know what I think that needs? A shot. Another shot. Hell yeah, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, if you had trouble getting through that segment and if you saw that tweet, I apologize. Why don't you take a shot with us to uh, celebrate that occasion? Because, oh boy, that was that was something. Please don't hit the mic again, Taylor. Oh, no, I was going to do this. <laughs> I'm begging you. Okay.
1: Oh, wait, no, Cheers. I've got a better one. Hold on. Oh,
0: oh no. What are you doing?
1: It's so a high noon can.
0: I can do that, too. Cheers. Cheers, brother.
1: Oh that wasn't satisfying.
0: Ay ay. Ay indeed. Anyway, now that we're through that, um Okay, I can get Do we want to go to, to the heavy segment? Um
1: let's see, what else do I have on my notepads here? Um
0: Oh, there's one other thing.
1: Okay. Tell me we'll about, about this QAnon first. rally
0: in Dallas. Oh, this was, this was something I only learned about, like, the day of through headlines.
1: Oh, send send Winifred in.
0: Oh, are we gonna see a puppy? Come here, Winnie. Come here, puppy. I wanna see a puppy.
1: No, no, you little shithead. Don't get in the fucking toilet. Hey, get out of there. (laughs) (laughs) That's not for puppies. Close this door. That is not for puppies. Come here, come here, you little shitbag. Oh. She's getting so big. Oh, my goodness. She is getting Hi. so big. All right, we can snuggle. You can snuggle with Daddy. Okay, I'm back.
0: Okay. um, I'll have to post a picture of Winifred for the viewers someday. Oh, she,
1: uh, we got a good picture of her and Ada together today. I, heard, I saw that 20. they were
0: doing a photo shoot. Were you guys, like, doing professional photos, or was that just you guys? I
1: mean, they were doing professional photos with Samantha, or not with Samantha, with Santa. <laughs> um, and we thought about doing it for our Christmas cards, but we were dressed like fucking bums. What's new? <laughs> yeah, what's new? I mean, we had just been to the dog park.
0: Yeah, that's true. But, uh, Pitch. you want to hit me with that topic you had? Oh, yeah. About the uh, QAnon rally?
1: Oh, I thought you knew about it. I don't know. Well, I knew
0: about it. Oh, okay. What I I heard was from Headlines Only. It was a group of QAnon that had convinced themselves that JFK was alive.
1: No, JFK Jr.
0: JFK Jr., excuse me, was alive and was going to reveal himself and talk about how Donald Trump was the actual president of the United States. Yeah, yeah, that's right. In secret.
1: They they thought he was going to come and... For some reason, re like reinstate Trump as the president.
0: I want whatever they're smoking because they seem to be in just a different universe.
1: Dude, straight up, it's the internet. Too much of the internet is what it is.
0: I spend a way too much time on the internet, and you, I haven't become like some some fucking QAnon conspiracy theorist. Okay. I just.
1: Too much time on the wrong corners of the internet.
0: There you go. Because my internet is mainly. Too
1: much time on 4chan changes your DNA.
0: Yeah. It depends on what you seek out on 4chan. Because 4chan can be fun. Most of the time, it's just idiots, like shitposting. But if you seek out. God damn it. That's (laughs) not even better. That's not any better. (laughs) Most of the time. It's just a bunch of idiots, like calling each other idiots and posting dumb memes and and pepe's about how they they want their attendees. You know, most of the time it's just stupid shit like that that makes me tendies. laugh. Oh yeah, fuck. Oh man, I I you have part of a t- chicken if you put it in front of me. Except for that crown's hitting. I don't fuck with chicken rims. There's only one part of a chicken that's a ring. The asshole.
1: Like I'll. I'll eat human booty, but I ain't eating no chicken booty. That's how you get COVID. You know what, this is
0: tangent time. Tangent time, all right. I don't understand eating ass. And maybe it's just because I haven't had my ass eaten. Oh. But like, in my mentality, like in my brain, from what I understand, that is where shit comes from. You don't put shit in your body. So why would I tempt like fate and put my tongue there? 'Cause okay, Corby, you don't All put it your takes in their asshole. You're eating ass. What are you supposed to do? You go like I obviously the brown don't star. know. That's still too close for comfort.
1: Uh, yeah, I've done it once. Like, I have to say, wasn't a fan. And I know there are chicks that eat ass, and those are a different
0: breed of woman.
1: To say, hey, you know, sweaty, smelly, hairy ass dude, spread dim cheeks. I want to put my tongue up there.
0: You know what? I'd let a woman do it.
1: I don't know. I don't know
0: if I could look at her the same afterward, oh, but I'd no, let a no, woman no. do this, it.
1: This is a one-night stand kind of thing. Like, I don't want to ever see you again. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't think I can look at you the same.
1: I know what my asshole goes through on a daily basis. <laughs> and you went there. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be seen with you. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Um, not Not a fan of the ass-eating. I don't know how we got on ass-eating. That came out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, I told you we are the podcast of side tangents.
1: We we are. So you you said you had some heavy stuff for
0: us. Before we do that, audience, this is we're going to get into like a little bit of a heavy segment. Talk about some heavier things. Some not like we haven't already talked about not safe for work things, <laughs> but some really not safe for work things. We now is a good time to tag.
1: <laughs> Yeah,
0: I, I make sure to put it on every time. <laughs> Got to get my money's worth. But um, we're going to talk about some heavier stuff, some co- maybe controversial stuff. So if you don't want to hear that, click off now. Before we do that, Taylor, let's take a quick bathroom break. Audience, if you're at home, you can go, go to the bathroom, get a quick snack. We'll come back and we'll get into some heavy topics.
1: All right. All Hit me with them. Okay.
0: So the first thing I want to talk about is a tweet I saw the other day. And I made sure to screen cap the entire thing because I really wanted your opinion on it. Men, minimize the contact between your woman and her mother. Make their connection as narrow as possible. If she visits her mother all the time and, anything, and anytime she wants, trust me, that's a red flag. Put a stop immediately or tell her never to come back. That seems like a very, very hot take. And as a married man yourself, I wanted to get your opinion on it.
1: Okay. Um, so this is one of those times where you have to use a super diplomatic answer if you want the truth. Um, because everybody's different, you know? And I mean, at least in my situation, um, and I can say this because Samantha doesn't listen to the podcast. I do try to minimize a little bit. Not because I don't want Samantha to have a relationship with her mother. I do. But um, her mom steamrolls her a lot. And, you know, makes her doubt her decision-making and her instincts. And her instincts are phenomenal. My wife is super in control of her life. And coming from her background, that's super surprising because her home home life growing up was super unstable um so yeah i do try to limit it a little bit but at the same time are you gonna
0: let anybody keep you from seeing mom when you want to no that that was my my mindset on this is like i understand that you're kind of an
1: outlier break that relationship
0: yeah but at the same time like i kind of understand it because like a lot of times it feels like you and a woman will come to an agreement on something and then she'll talk to her mom and all of a sudden it's different or there's an argument about it, at least from my experience. And maybe maybe not I'm an asshole. Maybe I'm a piece of shit. Samantha and
1: I went through that with her wedding.
0: You'll remember she had a super
1: hard time finding a dress and then mm-hmm. she picked out one with her mom and then I was like, okay, go shopping with my mom, get an unbiased opinion on you know what's going to fit your body. Um... As someone who you know isn't really involved with the wedding, but knows how a dress is going to look good, my mom's a great source for that. They did; yeah. she found a dress that she liked better. She went one more time with her mom, changed her mind again. That's the dress she ended up going with. It looks phenomenal on her. Um, we disrespected that dress <laughs> after the ceremony. I, um, I'd imagine so. But like, yeah, that I, I think that's a fairly common thing but how often do you think you're set on something and then go talk to mom and then realize most of oh, the time
0: maybe i wasn't as sure as i was i don't know what it is with moms for both sons daughters and they've been around the fucking block as. that's yeah, what it is i i will i will have my like well it's different with dad because dad will tell me like i'll have my mind set up with stone with dad and then he'll say something different and we'll just butt heads but with mom i'll have my mind made up and she'll say something, and I'm like, oh, shit. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's something different. The reason but I feel like with this... Is
1: because Dad's never really been the one we go to for advice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But As I feel like this like, tweet... Fuck, I don't
0: know. With this tweet, it was more so... The way I read it, because it was from, like, a men's advice account or a guy that was constantly, like, you know, man advice. Um, It, it felt more, like, controlling than anything. Like... Yeah, if your woman goes to your mother, she'll second guess everything you do. Your woman doesn't need to second guess everything you do, you know. That's coming from a dude who doesn't
1: know how to talk to women, so he's only had bad relationships with women.
0: This dude gets no bitches.
1: No bitches. His dick's been dry for a minute.
0: <laughs> he probably gets on 4chan. Why is it that there that every incel you ever meet also... Happens to have four chan bookmarked on their computer. Is there is this causation or correlation? Hmm. Well, it's certainly correlation. That. Oh yeah, one hundred percent correlation. I was just i was I was asking a rhetorical question.
1: Is it causal though? Um, I think so, dude.
0: I think it reinforces like is any
1: an echo chamber in the exact same way that Twitter's an echo chamber. Four chan yes, is I, the that's, ha- like hard right echo chamber.
0: Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Is like. The internet is an echo chamber because the internet has designed itself, like, has set in, in an attempt to find ways to get you to spend more time on websites, has pretty much turned itself to where every website is an echo chamber for a specific ideology or a belief system or uh, hobby or anything. You'll only hear about the things you want to hear about. And like, for example, TikTok. I I finally broke down and got a TikTok, and literally all I see are like guys in Montana who who ride cowboys all the time, and then people who talk about men's mental health. That's all I see. I don't see any of the cutie little dances. I don't see anything about anything else because it's got me narrowed down. So for me, that's what TikTok means. But for other people, it means something else because the internet has designed itself in an attempt to get you to spend more time and get more ad revenue. It's turned itself into just a mass of echo chambers. Yeah,
1: that's that's the danger. You got to get out and experience more.
0: Speaking of experiencing more, I got to get your opinion on something. Okay. You know how there's like post-nut clarity? Mm-hmm. And when you're like in, before post-nut clarity, you're like in the mode where like you turn into a fucking animal. You, just you ever jerked off milk. to... Tr- you ever jerked off to trans porn? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would okay, I'm porn. glad I'm not alone. I, I I am 100% in support. I'm an ally of the LGBTQ plus community. You know, I, I support our trans porn stars by jerking off to them, getting fucked. Do you buy their OnlyFans? No, I I get my OnlyFans on Reddit. You can find anything leaked there. I ain't paying for shit. Hell yeah, dude. There's also some but quality
1: like, original content
0: on Reddit. That's yeah. Yeah, Reddit Reddit is a is a good place to go. I use Reddit. I've got two accounts: one for memes and bullshitting,
1: and one for porn.
0: Yeah, it keeps <laughs> it nice porn. and organized for you, dude. I just switch between the two depending on what kind of mood I'm in. But I, feel I wanted to get your opinion on that because, like, it started like because before I was very vanilla. Like, I know exactly what I wanted. I was actually kind of a fucking maniac when I went to porn. Because I was terrified of getting found that I had like porn saved because I didn't have a Reddit oh, at this oh point. No. He's got porn oh, no. on his computer. <laughs> so in order to memorize the videos I liked, yeah. I remember in what order I clicked. Because, you know, the suggested videos Oh my each God. video on websites you, you were are always the same. like a psychopath. I know. It was fucking insane. I have no idea how I did it now that I have read it. Because now I can save shit, but before I'm like, okay, I clicked on this video, and in the recommended was this one. So then I clicked on it, then I had to click on this recommended, and that's how I remembered where, like, my favorite videos were at. Now I'm like, shit, I forgot to save that. Guess I'm never seeing it again. <laughs> like, it it used to be a chore to find a good favorite video, and every once in a while now, I'll be scrolling through Reddit and see something that I haven't seen since, like, 2014 2015 i'm like oh "Oh, shit nostalgia this is a legacy nut oh nostalgia wank dude (laughs) tell you what those are the best because like i haven't seen this in forever because of course you've got your old reliables like shit i need to get one out there's fucking i don't like mia Khalifa. her titties are a little fucked up not gonna lie well it's just i feel like i've seen her too much outside because like there there's a barrier i can't you don't want to see like, him
1: as an actual person because,
0: like, yes, then you think I need about them That's to be their an object. job.
1: Like, she's not thinking about how big that dick like, is. She's thinking this... about, like,
0: I gotta fucking like pay my pay bills, bills and my and... cocaine habit. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's some people that like I see outside of, and it completely ruins the experience. Cause like, shit, they're an actual person, not an object. Just
1: follow their Instagram and appreciate them for being hot.
0: Oh, oh I mean, most of them, like, the porn industry is. Very predatory, of course. But most of the people there, like, that you see... the best part of it. God damn it. (laughs) But most of the people are, like, pretty normal people. Pretty cool. But I don't want to know that. Because when I'm in, like, rage berserker mode, I just need to see, that's an object. I I need to nut. Okay, dude. Puppet breaks a little bit. (laughs) But, like, I can't see that... You're about to be an incel, dude. (laughs) No, no, like, the thing is, like... In order for me to enjoy it, I need to. It, you not don't want to think, think about they have to take oh, out the Oh, that's trash. a person. They they pay taxes. Yeah. You know, well, the, not so much that, but I don't want to think about them as a person. They have emotional that needs. That sounds awful. Yeah, that sounds awful the way I'm saying it. It does I'm sound to awful,
1: but I get it. You, you don't like, want to think about, oh, like, along with railing this hot chick, she's also going to have emotional needs. And it's those the are same gonna, like, reason why I can't jerk problems. off to
0: celebrities. Because like I see they're them as people, pe- I see them. At- yeah, yeah, they're real people, and it makes me feel guilty. But these people on Reddit, they're not real people. So how'd you get on to trans porn? Okay, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, uh, this
1: is a curve that curveball I wasn't expecting from you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't expect it from me either. I'm pretty vanilla, like in most aspects of relationships. But I was just scrolling one day and. Guys can relate when you're like in that horny mode. You you like you will look at the most degenerate, disgusting videos. Like that's that's why post post nut clarity is so powerful. Because afterward you're like, holy oh, shit! I've what definitely is like this?
1: finished in the middle of a video and then been like, what the fuck am Ugh. I watching this? <laughs> yeah, this
0: is this is the, the disgusting. I I, I want. This, I need to take a like, shower. But it just. There was one video, and it was what I thought was two women. And, you know, lesbian porn, pretty pretty vanilla, pretty pretty standard stuff. Lesbian porn, let's be honest, And all made of, for straight dudes. Oh, 100%. Um, but all of a sudden, one of the women pulled out a penis, and I was like, oh, this is weird. But I was like, I'm going to see where this goes. And I was just like, <laughs> what are they doing? Holy shit. This has unlocked a, a, like a new level to my brain. I've reached a new dimension.
1: You want to know some shit?
0: Yeah, let me know some shit.
1: Okay, so Samantha and I have recently gotten into Femdom. And it is...
0: Mommy. Mommy. Dude, it is uh, pretty nice, I gotta say. Yeah. Femdom isn't something that I'm always in the mood for. But every once in a while, I want to be a good little boy. You know? I want to be Mommy's little boy. Dude, I was scrolling through Porn Reddit one
1: day and it was like you might like this subreddit and I was like r dom." What's this about? And I, I know I'm subbed to that subreddit. <laughs> oh, give it up. Give me the damn. That's right. <laughs> um, but I saw that and I I went obviously new subreddit sort by top of all time. Show me what you oh, got. Oh, that's the
0: let me let me see what's good about
1: this subreddit. Yeah, Show me what you I got. And mm-hmm. I get like two or three posts, and I was like, "This better not have awakened anything inside of me." <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll tell you. I can tell you how it got awoken in me. Cause I, I like on my regular Reddit, I like wholesome stuff about like you know normal relationships, and I stumbled upon this subreddit that was like it's R slash role reversal, and I and at, That's when I first stumbled upon it, vaguely
1: porny subreddit too. Well,
0: it's. Most of the time people – sometimes people talk about it, but most of it's like stories about men becoming so comfortable with their partner that they were able to talk about the trauma they went through about you know, kind of like being able to – even though it it doesn't seem like a a strange thing today, like there's still very much like the social pressures for men to be like strong and not break. And the subreddit was kind of – it was kind of therapeutic to read through stories of people – Talking about breaking down and being more comfortable with their partners and getting to be in the different role where the woman was kind of taking care of them, in a sense, as they worked through their trauma. And it was, it was nice to read that. And then, next thing you know, I'm on Femdom porn Reddit. Like, like some dude slippery. Get spanked. It was a very slippery slope in this instance. Like I said, it's not something that's like for the regular, but at least once a week, I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling spicy. Let's mix it up a little bit. I feel that. I wouldn't mind some, some milf coming in and asking who's mama's boy. (laughs) I wouldn't say no. (laughs) Uh, It's me. I'm mama's boy. (laughs) God damn it. I'm going to have to edit this in like an hour. (laughs) What do you mean? Uh. I'm editing it tonight, so we could post tomorrow. So I'm gonna to have to listen oh, to all the bullshit. Yeah, we're that behind. Oh, we shit. haven't recorded in a month. <laughs>
1: oh god! Whoops! <laughs> I thought we had more time I went... with Leif's episode.
0: No, Leif's episode. It will be two weeks tomorrow since Leif's oh, episode shit. came up. So yeah, we're we're behind a little bit because normally I do the week in between, but I I had a cold. Well, last weekend we met up for Thanksgiving. Yes. To put a timestamp on this episode we met up for Thanksgiving and we thought about recording in live cuz of course that would help with just everything but we weren't able to get a two mic setup and i sound really like dog shit. yeah i i i would really prefer a two mic setup just to help with editing and helping sound and cutting and getting rid of background noise so it was it was going to be too difficult to do and then we were, were going to record excuse me going to record this uh middle of the week But I got hit with some nasty cold that I'm just now getting over. Dude, I don't know I'm pretty sure I got it from you. you...
1: See, I thought it was ragweed. But apparently somebody at Lisa's might have had it.
0: Momo and Papa are just now getting over it, too.
1: Yeah. So uh, maybe I got it from one of, like, Samantha from one of her kids. But, like, yeah, it put me, like, real stopped up for, like, four days. And then I was fine.
0: Yeah. I, uh... I started getting symptoms like Monday, and tell you what, Wednesday and Thursday night were hell. Like, I was up till like two in the morning just because I couldn't breathe. Felt like I was choking to death. It was awful.
1: Gotta get you some of that oregano oil, dude. Clean oh, it, I had
0: it. The problem is, I used it all. <laughs> and I'm not about to call mom at two in the morning saying, Hey, can you get up? I need some oregano oil. <laughs> call her like she's my plug. <laughs> hey, I need Got a some. Sack? <laughs> uh, but, so you got but any yeah, uh, it,
1: other heavy heavy topics for me
0: um that's the last of the heavy i think we should use another bathroom break audience now is a good time to use the bathroom again grab grab another drink grab a snack because we're getting ready to get into what i believe is the final segment of tonight which is rapid fire questions like just quick questions quick answers some of it's funny some of it's heavy some of it's light you know It'll get going, so let's take a little break, and we'll be right back to it. You ready for uh, Rapid Fire?
1: Yeah, I'm ready.
0: Okay, let's uh, you want, I'm ready to go. You want me to go first, or you?
1: Kick it off, Wichita.
0: Okay, we'll start it off with something pretty tame. What video game world would you want to live in? Red Dead. Okay, that's literally just Cowboy America. Hell yeah, bro. But here's here's the thing it's not like you're a video game and you have the menus and can pick all that. It's literally like you get teleported there. All the things that a normal person would be able to do there, you can do, okay. but you don't have like the menus and unlimited lives and response. So imagine like, for example, this is pulling out of my ass Skyrim. You can use magic there, but you have to learn it the same way. Okay, um, here's the question. It, okay, I might change
1: my answer to Skyrim depending. Do I still get the same exploits no. That you can take it's like advantage if, of in the game? So, like, I can't, no, if it, like, give my follower six amulets of Talos, punch them, have their inventory reset, and then get an amulet of Talos back that's six times as powerful?
0: No. Oh, it's like still red real life, but you just living in that world. You you just want to go back to, like, 1890s America. Yeah, I want to be a cowboy. You're going to die in a month of dysentery.
1: Y- are you saying, like, I'm born into that universe and
0: I'm no, cursed it's with like the knowledge you of that wake time? Up, or you Taylor wake Crichts up today, tomorrow. Taylor Kreitz wakes up. Okay, I can boil wakes all of up. my
1: water. Problem solved.
0: Okay, that's a very, Shoot like, basic answer. in the answer.
1: back instead of the front.
0: I, I was very disappointed in that answer. I was expecting something more exciting. For me, it would be the world of Final Fantasy 15, because it's, like, modern day where you have, like, cars and cell phones and computers, but there's also, like, Monsters and magic and like
1: hard pass. Caf- Rather be a oh, cowboy.
0: You've never you you've never played Final Fantasy fifteen. I think I've never played. A I know you don't Final like fantasy. Turn based combat. I is know garbage. you don't like. It isn't turn based combat. This was the first one that wasn't turn based. It it's okay. real action. Literally, it's you and your three best friends go on a road trip. You literally have a car and you can either stay at hotels or campgrounds and cook your own food and fight monsters. It's it's literally road trip with the boys. Because every once in a while, one of your guys is like, hey, let's take a picture over here. And, you, and it's like a side thing you can do. And you can go and take a picture. And you save all the pictures you have. And then at the end of the game, it takes a slideshow of all the pictures you've taken throughout the game. Really, really cool game. Highly recommend it. You have access to it because I own it. Good to know. Um, so there's the,
1: um, you know, standard Speedfire question. Tits or ass. But this is 2021, so I'm going to up the stakes a little bit.
0: Tits, ass, or thighs? Oh, thighs, 100%. 100%. I want those bad boys to crush me. I mean... Crush my head. I do like mommy
1: milkers. But if I'm going to have to pick, you know, I'm, I'm picking thighs. It's the best I'll part of I'll tell you, in chicken, tier, the best part of a woman.
0: And in, in order of one, two, three... Number one, thighs. Number two, ass. Number three, tits. I could deal with a two-by-four chick if she's got some good ass. Okay. Actually, that that works well into my next question because I was going to say most guys are attracted to tits, ass, thighs, you know, pretty standard stuff. What's something unconventional that you find attractive that you, like, you see a woman with and you're like, damn, I like that.
1: Ooh, that's a good question. I've got a lot of things.
0: Um, hit me with them. This doesn't like just have to be one. A good seven or an eight. I d- seven or eight what? On the scale, like one to ten. Yeah, you know, like oh, oh oh, I understand what you mean now. Like
1: a ten. You don't like art because it is perfectly drawn. You're drawn to art because of the things that you know don't quite line up, or the the small mm-hmm. imperfections in it. It's like that one is it Surratt painting of the. People by the river. It's the one that Cameron has a, like a mental breakdown over in Saving Ferris Bueller. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You, mm-hmm. you don't
1: appreciate that because it's a perfectly drawn picture. You'd appreciate it because it's got little flaws in it that make it more interesting to look at. And sounds super objectifying now that I'm saying it out loud. But I like a woman with a, well, like a couple flaws.
0: Yeah, that, I don't say that's objectifying because, I mean, it, it's the same way back. This doesn't just apply to women, it applies to men as well. Like and I completely understand that cuz for me it's like if somebody's like a perfect 10, then 9 times out of 10, they don't have a personality to go with it. Yeah, they've kind of gotten every, through, like they were, sliding on their looks. Yeah, like I want somebody who like for me, I know it's a modern unconventionally attractive thing. I like big imperial noses. Big arch, kind of long
1: I gotta like say, a Roman nah, nose.
0: Nah, that's a pass that, for me. <laughs> this is a recent thing, like within the last year. I, I don't even know where I was, but I saw a woman, and she had a very prominent nose, and I was like,
1: damn! I'm not afraid of prominent noses. If you've got a good honker, like, I'm appreciate that sniffer. But I, I don't like the arch as much, like the big arched br- uh, bridge. Doesn't I prefer
0: the arch, like the... This might sound terrible, but I prefer like the Hawks where it's like got the arch compared to just long cuz I kind of like the the strength of it. Like, I don't know. That's just me. Attraction is an individual thing, like
1: Well, you're fucking weird. Yeah, I w- you should feel bad about it. <laughs> you know what?
0: I like what I like. So, I think we've gotten past this convincing <laughs> considering I jerked off to transport. <laughs> I'm straight. And if it turns me on, that means it's straight. <laughs> hit me with your next one all
1: righty summarize the political tensions between the ukraine and russia and the socio-political effects of a possible invasion of ukraine in five sentences or less in five sentences
0: or less i don't know okay um one first sentence i feel like russia invading the ukraine would be the first time we've had a major invasion of one quote superpower into a smaller nation with the goals of claiming the territory for their own. Because the United States has invaded plenty of places in the last 20 years. But our goal has always been, quote, freedom and establishing democracy. And oil. The invasion... Yeah. The invasion of Ukraine is simply for resources, territory, and the biggest thing to control the flow of natural gas into Europe. And that's a very scary thing because... With certain treaties, and modern treaties, if Ukraine gets officially invaded, not just attacked by Ukrainian rebels that are backed by Russia, but if the Russian army invades Ukraine, how many Western countries are going to have to get involved and declare war on Russia, and then again, how many allies of Russia, specifically China and Iran, because I'm pretty sure that's their only two allies, are going to have to declare war on else, like on everybody else. Wow, that was a really well put together answer. I was not expecting yeah. that. <laughs> Just because I'm drunk doesn't mean I, I don't think about this shit. Like, I get made fun of by Ma because I always keep up with politics. I hate politics. It gives me anxiety. I don't like it. But I keep up with everything going on in the world. It's that way I know. Yeah. And, like, this kind of feels like, I know it, would, it wouldn't it would be called this, but, like, World War One, two. Oh, the same, like, kind too- of
1: Balkan powder keg situation?
0: Yeah, where it's like a, a situation where two countries have beef with each other, but because of alliances and treaties, every other country is gonna in the Eastern Hemisphere in. is going to get pulled in. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that my biggest worry is if Russia actually invades with their own forces, what kind of war that would look like for everyone else. Because the United States has never gone to war with somebody else that has the same kind of drone system and air superiority st- cuz like most of the wars every
1: war we've been in since like the civil war
0: yeah well in world war 2 technolo- like we were on an even plane because technology can only go so far but like for the last 20 30 years where most of our conflicts have been in the middle east we've been, we've had air superiority we've had technology superiority we've had numbers superiority and a Possible, and we third still couldn't World get it done. <laughs> That's because the people there didn't want it getting done.
1: They're fucking rock farmers, dude. They want to farm rocks, let them
0: farm rocks. A perfect example of it is look at the Afghan army. They were happy to take our money and train new people, but the minute we left, everyone just threw down their guns and said, We don't want to be part of the army anymore. We were just here for the money, which I, I get to a certain extent because, like your options are either say yes to what the imperialistic force is saying and get get money or say no, say no and either have to live in caves for the rest of your life or get blown up by some random drone. Yeah, you're just some dude at a wedding. What worries me about the possibility of World War III with especially Russia and China against Western Europe, the United States, Canada, is how much of it will be fought on home turf with unmanned drones because the United States that, yeah. the United States hasn't been hit
1: since Pearl Harbor for,
0: by an out since 9/11 technically. Oh uh, yeah, technically. Because yeah. that was done by a organized group and I don't think about I had it like a feeling that
1: because it was, you know, just presented as like, oh, these four guys mm-hmm. they took yeah. planes and smashed their were... buildings.
0: <laughs> but if we went to a a possible war with russia and china and honestly i don't think russia is a huge world threat like if russia tried to go against the rest of the world
1: i think nato would come in pretty quickly
0: yeah but the biggest threat is china because of how much of the world's infrastructure they they have control of
1: dude like all the manufacturing Mm -hmm. all the technology
0: and how much like i feel like they would immediately strike at mainland america to try and demoralize us Less so to take out our military, but more so to take out civilians and make us weak in our infrastructure. Because we're already weak in terms of infrastructure because we've outsourced everything. Yeah. Well, not just our roads, but like our factories, our manufacturing here in the States because everything's been out.
1: America consumes. we,
0: We do produce, but it's agriculture. And our biggest purchaser of our agriculture China. is China. That's why when there was, when uh, a couple of years back, I think it was like 2019, 2020, when Trump put a lot of uh, tariffs on China, soybean farmers got in, like had a lot of trouble mm-hmm. because China wasn't buying soybeans from America anymore. And that's the majority of where soybean farmers in America sold to. So I feel like if there was a world war three, even though it would start in Ukraine and and along the eastern western border in europe i feel like we would see a lot of early casualties inside american borders just because of how war is fought now it's not won by taking beachheads and trenches and soldiers it's won by drones and airplanes and airstrikes so what's your next question uh okay so you've heard you've heard of like the uh you and your spouse, most likely, or your partner, or whoever, for anyone listening, most likely have your three list. Where it's three people that if you ever had a chance to get with them, you would cheat with your partner to be with them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Who's your three list?
1: Um. See, this is kind of difficult because Samantha and I toyed around with an open relationship for a little while. Um.
0: Well, I'm talking about like celebrities, people yeah. you would never have a chance with.
1: Yeah, I, I get you. Yeah. Um, but um, I would say Anya Taylor Joy.
0: Oh, that's actually not what I've thought of. She could crush she my seems... head
1: like a watermelon.
0: She feels too millennial cute to me, if that makes sense.
1: I would disrespect that woman. Uh, <laughs> Anya, if you're listening, your sweetheart. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, second, um, I'm thinking Jason Momoa really yeah if he kicked down that door and said taylor Kreitz, the only way i'm ever going to find satisfaction in this life is to bend you over the table right now i'd say all right jason let's do it
0: Uh, that that um, is quite surprising i i did not expect that
1: i'd at least make him buy me a drink first because
0: i'm not (laughs) poor. but
1: um yeah he's he's beefy um yeah
0: and and he's got the personality and the charm to back it up he
1: does i back to dune i really enjoyed the choice for him as duncan idaho I thought oh, he yeah. was a great character. Um, mm-hmm. Third. Part of me wants to say something like super milk toast, like... Um, Basic. Like Scarjo,
0: or, you know... Come on, think of something a little, little more unique.
1: Helen Mirren.
0: Helen Mirren. I'm going to look that up.
1: You don't know who Helen Mirren is? She's like a super famous actress.
0: I don't know. Oh, I recognize her. She's a she could get fine it. woman. She's probably a little dusty at this point. Yeah, she, we can not she's, she's, she's big definitely in, in Gilf range. Oh, yeah. Okay. Who classic. do you think mine are? Um, Judge who you think I would be into, like knowing my types. I'm
1: going to say Rainbow Dash, Velma, And, um, Channing Tatum.
0: God damn. I hate you. I hope you know that. I hope you know that. You are my least favorite person on the planet Earth.
1: I have no fucking clue, dude.
0: First, Rashida Jones. Ooh, strong choice. Very strong choice. Second, Natalie Dormer.
1: Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. I think you just might have broke my list. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah,
0: that that is very much a femdom situation right there.
1: She could beat the shit out of me. I would let that happen.
0: Third, Anna DeArmas.
1: Eh, like if she came on to me, I would be happy. But like, I'm not going out of my way.
0: You know, she's pretty,
1: done not do it for me.
0: I understand. I mean, I go back and forth on her, but it's one of those situations where it's like, if I had the option, yeah, she was I hot would. She's blade runner. Oh, yeah. Um, um. Hit me with your next one. How thick? What do you mean how thick? How thick? I I want a woman with some meat on her. But at the same time, there's a very thin line between thick and unhealthy. And you you, you can get up to that line and it, it gets real close and then jumps over. Um, I don't know. There's no way to scale this. So I don't know how to answer your question. <laughs> give, give me an example of like the scale and I'll try and help. Like try and give an answer based off of what you think. Should have done that, buddy. Oh, no. What are you saying?
1: About there. I know that's a sight gag and nobody's going to get that, but I had to do it to you.
0: (laughs) I'll just answer it like this. Thick women are great. Women need to have a little weight on them. Don't get anorexic. Don't freak out about your weight. A little cushion for the push. Be happy. Be comfortable. Okay. I... Because of the question I asked before, it reminded me of another one, if you don't have any more.
1: Um, I do have one, but I think
0: I'm going to go past it because, fuck it, it wasn't a good one. Okay. We all, in our childhood at some point, have had that one experience where you're watching a TV show or a cartoon, and all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, boner, sexuality is a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. What was that for you? Oh,
1: see. That's a good question. I don't have a lot of memories of those. Um, but the beach episode of Avatar.
0: That's a good one. I didn't watch Katara Avatar as a looks kid. Bangin'. I
1: didn't. <laughs> um, Azula is always hot.
0: She's fifteen, Taylor.
1: Okay. She's drawn like a twenty-one-year-old. Um, Ty Lee is also always hot. But the kicker, the the kicker for this one is May. Because May is always the best point, of the. F- when I was watching mm-hmm. through, I couldn't stand May. She was always. I may everything's oh well I I have a great personality and then all of a sudden I was like mm? that great personality be fuckable.
0: <laughs> I didn't watch Avatar a lot as a kid, so really my first time experiencing it was like last year. I will tell you what, you're not wrong, and for most people, I would say it's Ty Lee because you will go on Reddit and the majority of the cartoon shit you see, she can tie and a ship, knot, dude is Ty Lee
1: I I understand why I get it I truly do
0: what it is for me and this is a deep cut Gwyn from Total Drama Island dude yeah
1: dude you just unlocked that memory for me oh my god (laughs) yeah you know who I'm talking about the goth bitch I was popping little chubbies for that bitch oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Dude, that yeah, is. A I, deep when you,
0: cut. you you uh you were talking about what you guessed for my three x three, and you said Velma, and then all of a sudden I just saw Gwen pop into my mind. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, that was like my first boner.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> you got any other <sighs> questions?
0: That's it for me. Anything else no, you wanna
1: hit? We've been at it for almost two hours now. I think this is our <laughs> longest recording session, so I think it's probably the yeah, place I, to call
0: it. This is gonna be trim down if you guys want to tell us the answers to the the questions the rapid fire questions let us know what what they were for you hit us up um you can hit me up on instagram and twitter both the same handle leberfler l-e-r-b-e-r-f-f-e-r-l-l-e-r i'll tell that story someday (laughs) Uh, taylor where can people find you nowhere (laughs) the only social media
1: i use now is reddit i do have an instagram I challenge you to find it. Um, if you want to talk to me specifically, though, you can shoot an email to asktheboys at gmail.com. I'll be monitoring Ooh, that. I Ooh, for-
0: we've got an email now.
1: Yeah, we're official. We're, re- we're a real thing. Um, so hit us up there. If there's a topic you think we should cover, send it in. If you've got any crazy videos, I like that shit. Um, if you've got good porn recommendations, I'm willing to try anything once. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hit us up. We'd like we'd love to talk with you. Um, before we get off, frat snaps. Um, I would like to make a few plugs. First, um, fucking Altos Tequila, bringing the heat tonight. And uh, shout out to Crown Royal Whiskey. That Kush Kush, from a redacted dispensary because I don't have a med card. Um, also, I'd like to plug my wife.
0: Yes, you would. Good night, everyone. Have a good week. Take care.